Hey guys, welcome back to my inspired podcast. Today I talk with Stephanie, who I've known for a few years. We met at Pet Alliance, which is a nonprofit animal shelter in Orlando. Um, I was the volunteer coordinator there, and she was a volunteer with the cats. Um, and I've kind of seen her on her journey from going uh, from being a volunteer to being a certified feline training and behavior specialist. She is such an awesome, genuine, real, great person. I can relate to her on so many levels, so I hope that you can too. Um, enjoy listening to her journey, and I hope you are inspired. All right. So, hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> um, thanks for talking with me today. Uh, so, can you just tell me about and tell everybody about, you know, what you what you do with cat training and cat behavior? <laughs> so, what I do is I go into people's homes and help them with cat their cats have behavior problems. So my goal with this is to keep cats out of shelters, keep cats in homes. So cats, typically cats are relinquished in shelters because of behavior issues. So my goal is to go into a home, address behavior issues. Typically the most common ones are, you know, cats not using litter box, cats having some aggression, cats over grooming, and help their owners, you know, learn how to understand their cats better to help them with their behavior issues. So they, both parties are happy, the cats and the people, <laughs> and the cats get to stay in their homes and the owners get to be happy with their cats being better behaved. A lot of people, I'm sure, like, have heard of dog training, of course, and behavior problems with dogs, but I think a lot of people don't even realize that cats have behavior issues. Unless you have a cat that has one, you just think cats are pretty easy and I guess they typically can be but um yeah why is it important that cats have good behavior is it basically just what you were saying to keep them from being relinquished like what happens when they have bad behavior people bring them give them up and stuff or people will give them up but also you have to understand that cats are different than dogs and are different than people they have their own personalities, their own behavior issues that are separate from dogs and people. And a lot of times cats have behavior issues because of stress. Something is stressing them out that's causing them to act this way. So it's not just we don't want them to come back into shelters. You want to make sure that they're happy. Right. So it's important to understand that even though cats are more self-sufficient than dogs, they have their own unique needs. Right. Cool. So it's been a long kind of journey for you. I, we met, I guess, two years ago, maybe almost three now. And when we met, I was the volunteer coordinator at an animal shelter and you were a kitty cuddler. So you were a volunteer with the cats. And being a cat behaviorist wasn't even like on your radar, was it? Like you just wanted to hang out with cats, help them get adopted at the animal shelter. Um, so tell me about the process from, you know, basically loving cats and being a, a volunteer with the cats to where you are now. It's funny because sometimes I don't even know how that transition happened <laughs> because it was so fast. Um, I started at Pet Alliance after something kind of horrific happened in my life. I was living in an apartment and next door there was 
a robbery and two people got murdered right next door to me. Oh my God. And I could hear the gunshots. I could hear everything. It was so terrifying. Um, and I was living in a state of anxiety so much and so much fear that I didn't know what to do with that. And I couldn't live that way. So I was like, where can I, you know, put this energy into something meaningful or something that I can translate this to something positive for me? It's like, I love cats. Let's go to, you know, the animal shelter and see what I can do there. And that's how I got started, you know, being a kitty cuddler was that is through a traumatic experience. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and when I started, I was painfully shy. Like I could not I when I was trained by Lorraine, who has been at uh, yes. the shelter forever, and customers would come in, she would look at me and it's like, it's your turn to talk to the customers. And I was like petrified. <laughs> I was so shy and so insecure. But I started doing it and I got more comfortable. I started, I even wrote a script out. That's how like introverted and shy I was. But I loved going there every week. It, and I loved spending time with the cats and, um, I looked forward to it. It was something that I couldn't wait to go there and be not just with the cats, but the people there, like the other volunteers and the staff. It was the first time in my life I was around people that um, I felt like I connected with and we had shared the same passion. And I never really had that. Um, and as I was doing it throughout the years, I didn't really ever think I could ever make a career. Or I did, it didn't even cross my mind when I was younger you know, I loved animals. I wanted to work with animals. And the only thing, you know, in our generation, we didn't have, you know, Wikipedia or all these other things to look up different jobs with animals. It was always, you could be a vet. And I was like, I'm not really good at math. I'm not really good at science. When they start bringing math into science, I don't know if I want to be in school that long. So I talked myself out of that very early and never thought about working with animals again because of that and because um, of you honestly you recognize you know my passion for what I was doing and my commitment you asked if are you a lead volunteer do you want to be a lead volunteer and I had been wanting to be for so long and I know many people had recommended me to other people on staff and nothing would happen <laughs> but you made that happen for me mm. and that changed everything for me, giving me that opportunity to lead and um, do something I'm so passionate about and, you know, inspire others and train other volunteers made me realize, you know, this is something, you know, I really love and I'm good at. And someone's given me the opportunity to, you know, take part in this. Um, and then um, I was you know, last year I was 30 and I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life still. You know, there's so many things I've never had confidence to do or never, you know, someone said, oh, you're not going to make a lot of money doing that or you have to get a PhD to do that. And I would completely shut the door on so many things I had interest in because of what other people said. Mm -hmm. um, but I was unhappy. I was working for my dad's store and I was just like, I, I need to find something. And my dad mentioned like pet sitting. Why don't you do pet sitting? You could start your own business. My dad has his own business. He's like, I think you would be really good at doing your own thing. And I thought, you know, pet sitting isn't 
I like animals, but I want to make a difference in some way. So I started looking up, you know, cat behavior is this something you can actually do because I know you know Jackson Galaxy on Animal Planet with his show he's a cat behaviorist but is there any like is that a legitimate credible career and I just casually looked it up and found there was a program to be certified in feline behavior and I was like wait <laughs> can I do this is this something I can actually do and I did some research and found out it was a credible you know, school to do this at. And I just said, why not? You know, yeah. why not? I love this. I love spending time with animals. I love when I was working with cats, my favorite part was, you know, connecting with them and understanding how they operate and what makes them comfortable, what makes them uncomfortable. Um, and that seemed like something I really wanted to do. So I was just like, why not? Now or never. Yeah. It was a program that seemed feasible at the time. It was expensive, but it wasn't like you need to be in school for another four years. It was, you know, a nine-month program. And it's like, I can do this. I can complete this. I already am working with animals. I have that foundation. So why not? Yeah. I just, I love your story so much because, um, one, you were so shy when you started volunteering, like, it wasn't an easy thing for you to even step into a volunteer role where you're greeting people, you know, and now you are helping people and guiding people with their cat's behavior and explaining to them what's going on and how to fix it. And it's just like, it's so crazy to see you go in just, I guess, three years no, five years yeah, is when you five. started volunteering. In just five years, going from being that shy where you had a script on how to talk to people, <laughs> which I think a lot of people can relate to because, I mean, I, I know I can relate to that on some level. Um, and now you've grown so much to, to where you are, you know, right now um, with talking to people and helping them. And it's, you know, probably not even a factor in your mind that you're nervous, you know, it's just like, it comes a little bit naturally to you, I guess, because you're talking about something that you're passionate about, you're knowledgeable about. So I just love that. I just think that's so cool. And I'm so proud to have been a part of that journey for you. <laughs> I, I know if it weren't for you and mm -hmm. your motivation and support, I wouldn't have even considered or thought I could do these yeah. things. And oh I gosh. so appreciate it because I got so much joy out of it. But you know, I wasn't getting acknowledgement or recognition that really could have, you know, helped me. And you gave that to me and it, it really propelled my life forward in a way I never thought it could. So Aww. I always really appreciate you for yeah. that because, you know, I needed someone like that yeah. to, to have that faith and support in me. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it just takes one person to kind of like believe in you or you know, show you the path to, for you to take that step and really go on that journey and do the next thing. So <clears throat> when you started volunteering um, with the cats as a kitty cuddler, that horrific event, which I didn't even know about, <laughs> um, kind of led you to start volunteering just for comfort, basically. Were 
what was, um, I guess what you had to get over like fear wise was talking to people, right? Was that like the scariest thing about volunteering or were there other things that you needed to get over? I think that wasn't, I think for me it was finding, you know, myself and something, finding joy in something and feeling confident in something I can do and it's meaningful. Um, I don't think I realized that till later on and I was like, wow, you know, even before that incident, you know, dealing with anxiety and having depression and things like that, you know, I, I lived very small. I, right. I was very afraid of a lot of things, very afraid of people judging me and being rejected. And um, there was times in my life it was hard to leave the house. I was so had so much anxiety. And having that structure at the shelter and being able to provide some meaningful service and communicating with people, that really gave me a good foundation and structure and gave me the proof that I'm 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 actually good at something. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And talking to people is hard at first. Now it's like nothing, but that was hard. I mean, I'm not being introverted. It's never easy. You know, small talk is very hard. Mm -hmm. Approaching people Mm -hmm. and engaging people is not my strong suit. Even now when it comes to, you know, adopting, you know, having this, do you want to adopt? Are you here looking? Like, it's just not the easiest conversation for me still, but I'm okay with that because I know that's my personality. But when it comes to, you know, working with people and educating them on cat behavior and educating the public and other volunteers, like that is, I love that. And I live for that. And that's so easy for me because it's not kind of this spontaneous conversation. It just comes very natural because it's part of something I'm intuitive about Mm. but um yeah the shelter kind of gave me so much confidence and that's awesome so much opportunity that I never thought it could that's so good so where do you see yourself going in the future with this like do you kind of have a vision or are you just taking it like one step at a time like day by day I feel like right now I'm taking it day by day. I do have some, you know, small aspirations. Mm -hmm. I really love working with people and individuals, but I also really love educating. I would really love to do workshops, seminars, be Mm -hmm. a part of, you know, there's different, you know, guilds and societies with, you know, pet behavior and animal training. I would love to be a part of those and be a voice because there's not as many cat behavior people and trainers as there are dogs. So I really see it as a way I can educate, you know, people on a small scale, but on a larger scale. Education is so important for me, and that's a big reason of why I got got into what I do. I love helping cats, but a lot of that is educating people to be better, you know, pet owners, educating people to understand about the welfare of animals and cats. So something with education, teaching, maybe writing um, as a other component to what I already do with working with people is something I'd really like to pursue more of. That's so cool. Yee! Doing podcasts, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it would be great to do one with more, like, t- when we talk more about actually cat behavior. Maybe there is a podcast out there that talks about animal behavior. Um, cool. So is there anything that you would say to someone who is kind of like you, you know, kind of 
unsure of what they want to do with their life. They know they're not happy, but they're trying to find this passion, but they're not really sure, you know, what kind of career that has for them. Like, what would you, what would you say to that person that was in your shoes five years ago? I would say, you know, volunteer in something that is meaningful to you, whether that be with animals and like an art museum with children, with elderly. If something is meaningful for you, try to volunteer in that because it really not only gives you the experience, but it gives you the network of people Mm -hmm. who can support you. And, you know, it may not be obvious at first, like it was for me, but it might click at some point like, oh, you know, there's a career path in this because there's so many careers with animals and other things that are not the most obvious that you can do. But I think it's so important to get involved because that really gives you such a good kind foundation. Of opens the door. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, thanks for talking with me. This Thank is so you. fun. I just love your story and I'm, I hope that somebody out there listening can relate to you and, um, yeah, be inspired by you. So thanks. Thank you for having me. And thank you for inspiring Mm. and supporting me. You're welcome. You were a big part (laughs) of where I am now, for sure. You're welcome. That means (laughs) so much. Yay. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more about Stephanie, you can follow her on Instagram at The Fulfilled Feline or go to her website, thefulfilledfeline.com. You can also follow My Inspired Podcast on Instagram and see the new people that I'll be talking to on the podcast. Uh, And there's also a direct link to the podcast on iTunes. All right, guys, that's it. Have a great day.